0: It's the final hour of the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Brought to you by Chris Nickel Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We want you to get involved right now on the Neuropathy Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. Or on the phone line at 918-879-1170.
1: See, I can learn. 758 on the Blitz 1170. That's Bryce Hulse, not Brock Purdy. Rick Corey, uh, Bryce's dad texted after I called him Brock Purdy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry dad I really didn't mean to although I bet you'd take it's the salary wouldn't you what I just told him because he
2: said yeah Rick just called you Mr. Irrelevant and I was like I mean hey if I'm going to see like the kind of contract extent or mm-hmm. the pay increase that Brock yeah. Purdy would see come on now
1: yeah I wonder what it's going to be too I mean it's going to be significant you would think certainly but oh, yeah. I, I wonder what it will be and, you he'll, know, he'll, he'll
2: ditch the roommate <laughs> <laughs> when it's all
1: and done, maybe maybe <laughs> you know and the, it, the thing that's almost sad to me in this Super Bowl is that now the the, the talk will continue? Well, I'm not sure how good he is. Mm. I'm not sure how good he is. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's maybe there's reason for that. Maybe there's legitimacy to that. You know, he didn't have the best game. He was 23 of 38 for 255, a touchdown and no picks. He didn't put it in danger. He didn't scramble for a lot of first downs. He got outside, but they ran him down. I mean, he he's not unathletic, but he's not going to be able to. You know, he's not. Lamar right and Mahomes is just sneaky fast he runs and you're thinking well they should catch him and no one does it's just <laughs> one of those weird things with Mahomes he did make a huge difference with his legs running those two first downs including the fourth and one yeah. big chunk it, yards uh, yeah and, and and well big important plays even when they're not chunks I mean the yeah. eight yarder was not chunk but it's a first down on fourth and one and the instant the ball was snapped it was oh forget it this is over <laughs> they, their concept was so good that he had he it's an RPO anyway and then he had the op. He, he had right away. He had the spot, and he wasn't even going to think of throwing the ball, you know, because. And you know what? Honestly, I doubt this came to his mind. But it, you know, hey, with these receivers, <laughs> the way they've played, mm-hmm. and they had a big drop in this one too, right? Yeah, for a wide open dude at what the five? Um, mm-hmm. And and which which receiver was that? Who Scandling? Yeah, made, no, it wasn't. Oh, it was scandaling. wasn't Scandling. Anyway, he had another big drop in this one. So I don't blame him for hitting that. and going, nope, <laughs> doing this one myself and getting getting where he needed to be, and he did. So is he the same as, as Mahomes? He's not. But I know this is going to start that again. Well, how good's Brock Party? You know, better player. Look, Brody, Brock Party wasn't kicking the extra points. And you yeah. kick one extra point, this never goes to overtime. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, Jeremy Poplin's already texted us or emailed us once this morning for something else that was station business. And and he'd mentioned that. Uh, well, anyway, he'd mentioned something personal and was, he just gave us a note. And he says, not that I like feel like being anywhere today anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not going to read it. I know what it says, but I'm not going to read it. And I feel for him. I do. I wonder if that means he's going to take the San Francisco flag down off our Blitz banner.
2: Like dis- dishonored
1: now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's dishonored it, or anything. Okay. Right? Well, then keep boy, it up. It's got to go. be a tough day though if you're if you're really a true Niner fan, right? Oh yeah, yeah. What I are you looking so. at? You look intent. No, no, no,
2: no, I was I was looking. I was going over the email that you were talking oh. about.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end, all he says is, you know, not that I feel not like. Not that to, I want to be. Yeah, I mean, be anywhere at this point. All right, it's 801 in the Blitz 1170. All right, let's do something fun here. Well, I think the whole thing, actually, I have a good time every day. I hope you do too. Uh, but let me know what your favorite commercials are. Come on, no one's texted on that one yet. 918-262-5072. Look, if you didn't pay attention to any of them, that's fine. Tell me that. But I was personally trying to pay attention to them so I'd remember. Because yeah. most days... You'll get the work on that Monday and you'll start your talk about the Super Bowl because whether you watched it for Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, whether you watched it for pure football, whether you watched it because of Vegas, because, man, they Vegas this thing, mm-hmm. whether you no matter what most people will have watched it, it will be the most watched television show in America this year. TV broadcast short of a cat of a catastrophe that draws the world's attention. Mm. Otherwise, it's going to be it. So you probably watch for one reason or the other. So which commercial was your favorite? So what was yours, Bryce Hall's? My favorite was one that I had seen, uh, they probably had it
2: like a couple weeks earlier, I think, and it was the Paramount Plus commercial where it had uh, Patrick Stewart and uh, the guy from Reno 911, Drew Barrymore, all all those characters trying to get up over that um, hill. Mm -hmm. And so they have Patrick Stewart throw Hey Arnold (laughs) trying to get up there to get across. And then he's looking for a real
1: pigskin, and it's Peppa over in the corner going, uh uh-oh. Yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) Um yeah, and then you had Creed playing in the background. It was just it was perfect altogether. It was well, yeah, funny and
1: and Patrick Stewart had you know, Sir Patrick is his Twitter handle, had texted a picture of himself with the Sir Patrick on the back of his jersey, huh. dressed in the football uniform, the old fashioned football uniform, yeah. sitting down going ready to watch the game. And I I I, I had not seen the commercial and I thought, <laughs> the hell's that? I mean, I think Patrick Stewart's a riot. Yeah. Uh, he and, and but he and Ian was it McCullough mean McKellen. No, it's Ian. Anyway, he and the other dude who played with him in um, X-Men, he played Magneto, the older Magneto, the two of them together in McKellar. Yeah, I believe it is. Those two on like their British talk shows and things like that, man, they're entertaining and fun. But I think Patrick Stewart is anyway. For a while, he was posting Twitter videos of him just reading Shakespeare. It was fantastic, Good up, right? Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, you we could talk about drywall. <laughs> just, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, just whatever. So, seeing that one was—I thought that was fun too. I did. All yeah. right, some of the ones that people took note of: Beyonce tries to break the internet. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, I remember and, that one. Yep. Uh, Uber Eats and the deliver anything because they had the mm. contest, and I—I I admit I was either in the little broadcaster's room or something, but I missed that one. Mm. Um, e Trade and the pickle babies was that a nightmare for you? It was because talking <laughs> babies creep me out. I mean, I it's Chucky, it's it's every doll that's ever awakened in a you know, a slasher film and I don't like those, so I don't go to yeah. them. Never have. I didn't when I was a kid. Outside the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I saw, Mm. And then you know it it changed my life, and I won't go back to anything like that. <laughs> Scarred,
2: Rick, as a young child. Yes,
1: absolutely. So I didn't I didn't do that. So the E Trade babies, and I was walking upstairs with Leanne Taylor earlier from the from the News One Six. She's a huge pickleball fan, and that was her favorite because of the pickleball. And I mean, and I watched it, and it, I thought it was fun enough. But no, they creep me completely out. That keeps me up at night. Uh, BMR, BMW with Christopher Walken. Now that was funny. Talking That's like great. walking, yeah. Where everybody's trying Ow. to do the same thing, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> everybody tries
2: to do a walking, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yes, everybody, everybody does. Tries... You just did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Schwarzenegger is the good neighbor, new good neighbor, <laughs> and they kept saying neighbor. <laughs> neighbor. <laughs> That's what I said, neighbor. <laughs> they kept doing that when yeah. uh, Tina Fey and her stunt doubles for Booking dot com. Those were funny. Uh, Kate McKinnon's with Hellman. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, how about? Uh, there were, uh, there were a couple others. All right. So, my favorite, and I mean by far, I thought it was funny, and I don't even like this guy, was Ben Affleck and the Dunkings. So, we're going to play that one right now.
0: I don't think you should do this. She, she came to my work. Now I got to show her what I can do.
1: By the way, he's going in to see Beyonce. Affleck no. on the track.
3: What up, bro? For your consideration, here comes the Boston Massacre! The Dunkings! Touchdown Tommy on them keys! Hey, Got it. I'm open. And needs no interaction, my partner! Sometimes it's really hard to be your
1: friend. You James you me? Dunkings! Don't, go wait. my heart. Why you dunking me, girl? Why you dunking? me? Dunkings! My heart.
3: How do you like them? Donuts, I'm so sorry. You had to see it, but I forgive you. Lay us on the track. Are we gonna be on the album? We talked about this. (laughs) Let's go. You're blinded by them pinstripes. Wrap it up. There goes Babe Ruth.
1: Tom, you can stay.
3: Remember when I told you I'd do anything for you? This is anything.
1: Chill. They're naming a drink after us. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I thought that one was absolutely classic. Having Brady on the keyboards and they're wearing those stupid, you know, outfits, and Beyonce's looking at him like you're nuts. And then J Lo, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. J Lo. I'm sorry. uh Yeah, I, I get those That's the dope. power couples, right? Yeah, and then. Having Matt Damon in the corner, it's really hard to be your friend, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damon was so good in mm. doing that. Oh, my Lord, that was funny. I laughed and laughed, and I, th- I don't think Ben Affleck could wa- act his way out of a paper bag. So I don't like yeah. Ben Affleck in the least bit. I mean, as an actor, I mean, I don't You're know right what right. he's like as a human, obviously. But yeah, him and Jo back again, at any rate. And her looking at him like that, you, we talked about this. It <laughs> just <laughs> really just made me laugh.
2: One of, my, one of my best friends texted me immediately after that aired and said, quote, Wahlberg's pretty funny, huh? My dad my, my dad says after a commercial with Matt Damon. <laughs> it's like, that's such a dad thing.
1: It is. Well, I mean, hey, I just got Beyonce and J.Lo yeah. mixed up. So, I mean, yeah, it happens when you're... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was classic. Uh, 918-262-5072. What were yours? All right, so we got a text here, and this comes from 6984. And I want to read this one to you. It says, I watched the game for football first and foremost. However, I do enjoy the commercials. Probably the nostalgia of the all-new release and marketing concepts that come out just for this one day. Most years I find myself asking why would they spend this much money on the dollars. This year, however, I went through all the commercials. They were really strong all the way through. Mm -hmm. I I do think that it was a stronger grouping because I was able to remember more of them. I I, I actually quizzed myself on the way to work this morning. Yeah, you know, I've got an 18-minute or so, well, not that I ever pay attention, but I've got an 18-minute drive to work. And I was paying attention to the roads because it's like, mm-hmm. wait, I mean, a lot of times you're just kind of on autopilot, right? I'm paying attention to the roads on the way in, but at the same time, I'm thinking about it. And I remembered, you know, I remembered the E-Trade thing and I remembered the Carl Weathers thing and I remembered Kate McKinnon and I remembered Tina Fey. You know, so I remembered those and I remembered the product, I remembered the Verizon and trying to break the Internet. I remembered all those. So they did have a bigger impact. I think I, I agree with that texture saying that I think that overall they were better. Now, it's not why I watch, but I do think when they're really – when so much money is spent on those, you have to maximize your time. Sure. Now, I have a friend who says, and I think he might be right, the best actors in the world are not in the movies. They're in commercials Mm. because they have to, in 15 or 30 seconds, make the kind of impact that an advertiser gets and has you spend money on that product. Or remember that product and spend money on it. whatever they yeah. have to make that impact, and, and I I I would agree. Now you we you get to these ads, you don't just see your average people, you see stars mm-hmm. because they're spending the kind of money they're spending. But if you're going to spend seven million dollars for a TV spot, you better damn sure make you make make you make an impression, right? And they are certain that they do so, and I think being. In one of those rooms, for someone who's made the decision, for some, you you know, it's not a big deal. That kind of money is something you would light cigarettes or cigars with. (laughs) But most of those companies, that's still a pretty good punch. And to be able to do that and and be in that room when you're that kind of creative, that's really fun. I I thought that they did a really nice job at that. I got another text uh, here coming from Mark, and it says, Sorry, I don't mean to bother you again. (laughs) And that's just fine, Mm -hmm. actually. The last comment I would have liked to have seen and heard the commercials, but if you're to get together like at Fat Daddy's, the Chiefs didn't allow you to hear anything at all. Chiefs <laughs> fans couldn't hear halftime show or anything. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> and no Mark, you're not bothering. Don't worry. You, no. you look, you text 30 times a, a a show and I'm good with that. You you go mm. right ahead if that's what you want to do. And 918-262-5072 and thank you for the folks who are continuing to do that and please continue. 918-262-5072. All right. Uh it was Kyle Brandt on the spot I was talking about or the open I was going to I ta- I was talking about. I'm going to play it in a second cuz I've got a couple of of uh, notes about it. All oh. right, still to come. I've got some notes about college football because it was a crazy weekend as you know people were moving left and right, you know, coaches were moving left and right. You know, Jed Fish, who just got a brand new job, actually interviewed apparently with UCLA, even though there's no chance he can take that job. I mean, really, literally, unless they were gonna roll up every dollar in Hollywood <laughs> and try to hire him away. But honest to goodness, that's the kind of weekend it was. A guy who just left Arizona to go to Washington interviewed without coaching a game somewhere else, at least if you believe what we're hearing. So we still have that to go as well, but i got to play this bit, and we'll do it here on the Blitz 1170.
0: Download the Blitz 1170 app now inside your cell phone provider's app store. You don't need a radio to listen to the Blitz. From the Oklahoma sports desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.
2: The Oklahoma Sooners will be in Waco tomorrow night to face the 13th-ranked Baylor Bears, and Oklahoma State won't be in action again until they host 21st-ranked BYU in Stillwater on Saturday. Both OU and OSU are coming off their bedlam battle. It was Red Solo Cup night, and for to honor Toby Keith at the Lloyd Noble Center. The Sooners won 66-62. Jalen Moore led the Sooners with 15 points. Javon Small led the Cowboys with 17. And both OU and OSU had successful softball weekends. The top-ranked Sooners edged out the 10th-ranked Washington Huskies 4-3 in extra innings, then pummeled Long Beach State eleven to three, and the OSU Cowgirls with wins over LMU, Utah State, UC Riverside, and then finished up on Sunday with a nine to one victory over eighth ranked, ranked UCLA. That's the window roll of Tulsa two minute drill. I'm Bryce Holston, The Blitz eleven seventy and streaming on the Blitz eleven seventy app.
0: This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you.
1: We do all the time, as a matter of fact. And, of course, our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Hey, remember, when the Oilers are in town, any any Sunday specifically when the Oilers are in town, you can do what we call Sunday Funday. You can skate on the ice with the players. Take your own. You can rent skates down there. Either way, you can hop out on the ice with the players any Sunday when the Oilers are home. We call it Sunday Fun Day here on the Blitz 1170. It's 8:15. That in the other room is Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. Uh, I wanted to get to this one spot, and I said this earlier, and I'm going to repeat this. The winner of the Super Bowl was the Kansas City Chiefs. I get that. But the real winner was Las Vegas. That city, which... You, you just have to say the city, and everyone has an opinion, oh, I'd never go there, oh, I love it there. Oh, I'd like to be there. I'd never want to be there. I was there once and didn't like it. I was there once and can't wait to go back. but you got an opinion, yeah, I got to think about Vegas, and one thing Vegas did is they took this thing by the short hairs. <laughs> I mean, they took over this broadcast every you know c b s in my opinion did a really good job you've got the- the amount of content you have to create to do a pregame like this and not just have it be five or six guys sitting in a set at Allegiant Stadium, which is cool. I get it. But just talking, going back and forth. And that's fine enough, but you've got to do fun stuff. And they did. They had good interviews. I really particularly thought the Andy Reid with Coach Cower interview was fantastic. Right. It was, what, two minutes long maybe? Yeah. You know, And, and when Cower asked him about retirement, and Andy Reid said, "I should ask you." And Cower said, "Well, I haven't lost a game in seventeen years." <laughs> uh, it was classy. It was so much fun, the two of them. And Andy Reid, as soon as he walked in, Coach Cower—I mean, they hugged. And anytime someone doing an interview has done what the other person does, it does allow some balance in the interview. Mm. I mean, imagine if I'm interviewing Doug Williams when he was here with the Oklahoma Outlaws, who later, you know, wins the Super Bowl. You know, if I'm interviewing him, well, yeah, I've played the game, but I'm not Doug Williams. I don't relate to that guy and what he can do. And if I'm interviewing, you know, and I did Joe Carter, who hit a a home run to win the Super Bowl, I don't have that skill set. I can't do that. But Coward did what Andy Reid does at a high level. And anytime that's the case, there's a lot more comfort there. I mean, unless the two were real rivals and hated each other. So, you know, you probably, <laughs> you probably wouldn't yeah. want, you know, Tom Landry and, and George Allen when he was with mm-hmm. Washington you know, during an interview. Although, who knows, would be entertaining, right? Uh, but those two, when they, as soon as they sat down, you knew it was going to be open like that. And Andy Reid, I thought, felt a lot more comfortable. But you've got to do so much of that. You know, they had Purdy and they had Mahomes and they had all those things. But the content you have to create, and it was so Vegas-based, Said earlier, you know, the Super Bowl rotates around a lot to Los Angeles and to Miami and to New Orleans, and it it goes down to Scottsdale, and we know that. And the first time it was in any of those cities was a long, long time ago before networks did what they do now. So it wasn't played up like this. But this is Vegas. It's different. And they embraced it. They just took it in. You know, they had the broadcast crew rolling down Las Vegas Boulevard, holding up the trophy. You know, they had the pregame crew rolling down Las Vegas Boulevard in a classic Continental you know, convertible holding up, I think it was a Continental, holding up the trophy. They had, you know, some of the morning shows out w- at the fake Elvises <laughs> and <Yeah>. taking <laughs> pictures and doing all that. They had the official open, and there was an open for everything. There was an open for the open. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and they took advantage of all that. Some of those, you know, they tried to do the big touching voiceover But when they did the Open, and I think it was in the Sphere, it was hard to tell because it was inside, certainly, with a giant screen behind him, and it was Sinatra, it was My Way, and it was an orchestra. So they used Sinatra from a a concert when he looked like he was probably in his 60s to maybe early 70s, -hmm. the white-haired version of Sinatra, not the younger one, on stage, tux and all, doing My Way. Which, by the way, I have been at a Sinatra concert and heard him do that. Really? Oh, yeah. It was right here in Tulsa. Mm. It was at the Maybe Center. Oh, wow. Sinatra right at the Maybe Center. Yeah. Though. It was interesting. Uh, he, he he He's doing my way, and they've got this orchestra, and they're cutting in other, you know, obviously, they've got the big voice thing around it as well. They're cutting in players and highlights and all that. And, I mean, it's one of those where by the time they get finished with it, if you don't feel some kind of emotion... We we got to check your (laughs) pulse. Yeah, something's not right because holy cow. And it was really fun. Now, it it wasn't the deep, dark, emotional or deep. Some of those have been that way. It was not quite that, but it was Sinatra in Vegas doing my way. But they were also trying to explain the Super Bowl in Vegas terms. And here's why I thought this one was brilliant. Now, I do understand there's a lot of visual to this as well. And this is Kyle Brandt is who this is. Now Kyle Brant was a running back at Princeton. So he played college football. He was a regular with Jim Rome on the Jim Rome yeah. show. Uh he's also on Good Morning Football. So I mean the guy and he's so. yeah he's also been on uh, he's been a soap opera star. Yeah. He's done a little bit of everything in his career. But he's dressed just like um Paci- pardon me uh, <clears throat> not Pacino, but uh he's dressed just like um Oh, I wish you could help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: why did I go blank on Raging Bull? De Niro. Okay. He's he's dressed exactly like De Niro when De Niro was in Casino, when he was okay. the he was the casino guy. He's got that kind of pinkish jacket, and so he's he starts in the in the pits, which is means you're in between, say, the blackjack tables or whatever, like a pit boss, and he's walking around. And occasionally you'll hear him say, "Hey, good to see you. Thanks for coming by." That kind mm-hmm. of thing. He's stopping at a table, you know, and like there's a couple there, like a power couple or like a, a whale that they call them in mm-hmm. casinos when somebody comes in and spends, you know, 60 to 80, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500,000. Mm. You know, those kinds they call them whales cuz, you know, yeah. they they bring them in. Those kind of folks, and occasionally it's just a party or whatever. But he's walking through the casino and he's comparing Vegas terms to football, really. And then he walks outside on the terrace. And he, it turns out, he's right out front there at the Bellagio where the fountains are, mm-hmm. and the fountains, of course, come on as he's delivering the key line and, and walking and walking over to do the exact final thing, where he puts on his glasses. So this is not <clears throat> this is not short; it's almost three minutes long. But you got to hear it, you got to see it, and this is the open that I thought was the most that grabbed Vegas in this thing.
3: Welcome to Las Vegas, the Super Bowl of Cities. Ace Rothstein said the players don't stand a chance, but I disagree. I've seen wild things happen even when it's unexpected. I'm talking guys from Nick Foles to Joe Namath, you name it. It's not about black chips or red ships. it's about championships. Congratulations. Now that brings me to Brock Purdy. Now I manage the games. You can call me a game manager. But if you utter that phrase in my joint about Purdy, I will alert security. You cannot bluff your way to a title. Brock Purdy has the best poker face in the Super Bowl since Lady Gaga, and please don't call him a long shot either. Only long shots from Purdy are going towards Deebo and Ayuk tonight, and don't describe him as a tourist in the Super Bowl. I know tourists. They walk in here spray-tanned, spilling drinks, splitting kings, filling their stories with selfies. Brock's not part of some bachelor party. This is a business trip to take down this town. Never mind Joe Montana, he's Danny Ocean. Take a look at this, please. Problem is, the Chiefs know all the tricks and wrote the book on Super Bowl business. Ask Jalen Hurts, ask poor Jimmy G, ask everybody in the league, and start with Shanahan. Can you think of a more perfect face for this town than Patrick Mahomes, classy entertainer, Iconic voice, signature hair, keeps showing up year after year. The guy's practically Wayne Newton. Welcome back, nice to see you. That means he and Kelsey are Siegfried and Roy. Years of success, beloved by fans. Certainly no problem with bills. Up and down history with Bengals. So Chris Jones is Chris Angel, Pacheco is Mike Tyson, the Darius Tony is Carrot Top. and of course Andy Reid is Elvis. like the king sang in 64 nice to see you ladies all you need is a strong heart and a nerve of steel casey has both the only lock in this town so we've got hall of fame entertainers building a dynasty versus the businessmen seeking their fortune and fulfilling a destiny sounds like a pretty good script on the strip and vegas is gonna do what vegas does best put on a show mahomes Purdy, remember your Sinatra. Stick with the fella you came in with. Luck be a Lombardi tonight.
1: Yep, that was uh, as good as it gets for the folks in Vegas. I could watch that a hundred times. And I wonder how many takes it took. I saw a, a, an online quote that said, many, many takes, oh. but one final shot. Yeah. He's, he's got – that? I mean, there's a ton of lines, obviously. And Christine said, are they following him with cue cards? And I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe they were. I will say this, though. That was so smoothly delivered. If you haven't seen that one, then you can find that online. I found yeah. it at Las Vegas Review Journal. You can find it repost. Yeah, and you can find it, too. I mean, it's on X or Twitter and again. You can find it there. He looks the part and you know when you hear him stopping, hey, good to see you. And he's you know, he's handing hey, check this out. We we'll look at this. We he's handing a, an envelope to a girl at a desk, you know, like she's the, like he's the pit boss, he's the casino manager, he is De Niro from casino, right? Walking through the thing and he looks so smooth, and then they deliver I love how they took Vegas, whoever wrote that, being able to to do the, you know, like Siegfried and Roy or Mahomes and Kelsey and those kinds of things. Vegas was the Vegas won the day. The Mm -hmm. Chiefs won the game, but Las Vegas won the day. They made it look like a place that if you don't go, you're just missing out. (laughs) And then your life will not be complete unless you come here one time. And then Andy Reid is Elvis. Come on. (laughs) I mean, how good? And especially when you think of Andy Reid dressed as Elvis, and then you see all the Elvis impersonators, and they look like Elvis right before he visited the bathroom upstairs on that fateful day. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, what a way to go, to man! It oh, in the toilet. Ugh! <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't. I don't. I don't really know if that's a dream or a nightmare for me. <laughs> 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 it's either a goal. I don't know. Anyway, uh, you, you think about him as, as as soon as he said Andy Reid is Elvis. I just saw him in the Elvis white costume with the yeah. cape in his <laughs> later years, and I couldn't stop uh, laughing. Oh God, that just hit me. <clears throat> anyway. You got to see that one. But then they did more like that, you know, and then they do Sinatra as the open. I cannot imagine what tourism is going to be like there in the next six months.
2: That's like, I wonder how many first time bookings there were just, I don't know. just, just after that.
1: I was also watching and I was following one um, one site that kept saying, all right, now there are this many tickets left. Now there are this many tickets left, mm. and here's what they're going for. And everyone expected, I think, you know, I say everyone, most people expected, all right, as the game gets near, there is, this is going to really bottom out, and it didn't. Yeah. As a matter of fact, with an hour to go, I think there were 700 left, and they were averaging 7,700 7, 7, apiece. Mm. With 30 minutes to go, there were 300 left, and they were averaging 8,800. Now that average was kicked up by a couple of them lower levels, and so that kicked the average up. But I never—now, I didn't see, I have to admit, because then I turned my attention to the game, of course. I didn't see right there at the end, so I didn't—I don't know right before kickoff what that final number was. But because of Vegas, because of the stadium, because of all those things, it never came down, as it will in almost every game, everywhere, every moment, every sport. I don't care whether it's final or not, they'll come down, and they didn't. They just never did. Vegas just won.
2: Official uh sixty one thousand six hundred and twenty nine. Yeah, and you know official. considering the, uh, second lowest attendance or the lowest figure in Super Bowl history outside of the COVID
1: pandemic. Yeah, and but that's because again, of this. it's a bit, yeah, it's that size, yeah. right? <laughs> it's right. It's not it's not anyone's fault. That's the way they're building these these days. Mm-hmm. They're not building hundred thousand seat monsters, and of course the NFL really never did. But it's been played before places like Rice that are, you know, really big and they hold a lot more. Rice, I think, holds seventy two thousand. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And some of the other bigger venues, but most of those don't aren't like that anymore. <clears throat> and that one wasn't built for that. So they filled it, and believe me, at their ticket prices, they did just fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you watch the building, and, uh, you watch the building of that thing, and you watch the videos about the building of that place, and the roof, and how they, you know, how they raise the grass before they take it inside, and they can roll it out every time, and blah blah blah. It's pretty impressive what yeah. they put together in that place. All right, it's eight thirty here on the Blitz eleven seventy. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. Uh, if you've got a favorite part of any of those, what did you think about that piece or about the Sinatra Open? Any of those things? Did it make you want to go to Vegas? Honestly, I mean that's an interesting question today. Did you? Watch that, and either have you been there once and thought, and I've been a few times. I broadcast The last two times I was out there was to broadcast uh, games or tournaments, actually, both times. So it wasn't like I was there as a tourist, but I walked up and down Vegas Avenue. That's what you do. And I've been there as a visitor a couple of three times. I spent a New Year's Eve there, which was really fun. But I see that. I got to admit, it makes me want to go back. I bought it. I bought it. I bought in. I, I, you know, I'm the bass under underwater. I took the lure. I, <laughs> I saw it, and I want to go back. Yeah. What do you think? Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. We have other things to get to, believe it or not, including the wasted management open. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, you not talk there? about that? And some of the most bizarre things in college football, including one. I'm going to read you one thing that if it doesn't make you laugh or want to run away and hide the way things are going in college football, then I don't know who you are. All that coming up here on the Blitz 1170. First, all, let me tell you about overhead door of Tulsa's commercial division and tell you why today, these days, are why you must be an overhead door of Tulsa commercial division client if you have a business. Now, that business has a door. Your door, if you have, let's say you have a storefront, well, then your door is going to be a regular old door. But that means you probably also have a back door somewhere where you bring in your merchandise. Is that a big rolling door? Is that a big sliding door? Is it a regular sized door, but it's you know either a, a steel door or something that's more secure so people can't break in your back door? Is it a large door like the overhead door types? Whatever it is, you have a door that's a business door if you have a business, right? Well, specifically at this time of year, if you've got one of those up and down types that you know kind of like a garage door but a commercial version, then you want to keep outside what you want outside, and that's snow, ice, cold weather, all those things, and that's why you need over at Dorf Tulsa's commercial division. You see, what they do is they take their expertise, 50-plus years, into doing commercial business, which is different than doing a regular garage door. If you have a regular size like I have on my scuba business, it looks like a regular door, but there's more to it. There's more to the opener. There's more to the insulation. There's more to all that that makes it a commercial door. And it has the ability to go up and down as many times as they do. Like Amazon. Who uses who? Overhead door. Because those doors go up and down a lot, and they have to be aligned, and they have to be right, and they have to be sealed, and they have to keep the moisture, the wet, the cold outside so that not only the stock remains in good shape, but so do the employees who have to deal with it. And if people are telling you the shop's cold all the time or the shop's hot in August, then you got a problem. You get them to come out and do the alignments, make sure everything's fixed right, and do the insulation on there. Yes, you can make it more energy efficient so you don't waste money. You can even put in a high-speed door so it goes up and down faster to make sure you keep the air you're paying to heat or cool inside. And it's the experience that's really important. Again, you don't want a guy in a truck showing up. With, you know, a half-ton truck with a sign that's half printed on the side of the truck. And believe me, Frank Sanders Jr. has seen and had to redo work from people like that because someone didn't call the right people first. It's simple enough to find. What I want you to do is go to OverheadDoorTulsa.com. That's OverheadTulsa, OverheadDoorTulsa.com. There's no up. OverheadDoorTulsa.com and then you simply click on commercial.
0: The Blitz text line is always open, 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma sports desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.
2: The Tulsa Golden Hurricane fell to UAB 70 to 63 yesterday afternoon. The Blazers were able to pull away in a very close contest that saw 19 lead changes and 13 ties. Tulsa will be at South Florida on Wednesday for a Valentine's Day matchup, and the Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Sacramento Kings one twenty-seven to one thirteen yesterday. SGA led OKC with thirty-eight points. Jalen Williams scored thirty-two, and Lou Dort added seventeen points and nine rebounds. This is the first time in three meetings this year that the Thunder have beaten the Kings. That's the Window World of Tulsa two-minute drill. I'm Bryce Olson. The Butts eleven seventy and streaming on the Butts eleven seventy app.
0: The Blitz 1170 Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072.
1: That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line here on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. We left the entire show open for you today at 918-262-5072. We've actually had some good texts already. I'll get some more that we're going to read here, actually, as we move on. we got some notes about college stuff and the Wasted Management Open as well. I had one from Mark that said, home run to the Super Bowl how about that did I just hear that yeah that was a really good uh, the cool piece we just played with Kyle Brandt also we got a text from Gretchen that said she was in tears at the open with Sinatra mm-hmm. and all they do and that's what they're doing they're trying to draw the emotion out Yeah, and they always do a good job of it sometimes more than others a lot of times and I think the last time that I, you know, I over on Fox when they did all the military stuff a few years ago it was really it was fantastic but they do some of that this time too like during the national anthem by Reba Reba by yeah. the way mm-hmm. I'm from Oklahoma as a matter of fact, I saw this note So it was Trent Williams who kind of led the Niners out and it was who who led the oak Pardon me led the uh, Kansas City. I'm going the uh, Kansas City Chiefs out young man who plays center, huh? Oh, yeah, Creed Humphrey. Yeah, yeah. it was Creed who was out there and then you saw Reba sing the National Anthem, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma mm-hmm. About all that. I thought she I, I thought she was fantastic and there was actually, she was one of the first prop bets, over-under. She went over.
2: Yeah, one of, the, it, one of the guys at the party that I was at had it on under two minutes.
1: <laughs> it was 90.5 90 seconds was the over-under. Okay. That's what the prop bet was set at. She would have gone under, but she added the second, the Brave, in the home of the Brave. uh She added a second one, and that took it over, which that started some controversy as well (laughs) (laughs) amongst those who had bet. He lost that prop bet, right? And there were a lot of prop bets that got lost. As a matter of fact, heard uh, two pros in a cup of joe before us. Jonas Knox placed 10 bets, lost nine. (laughs) (laughs) Can you
2: imagine losing money at the National Anthem? That's
1: why I don't bet, I mean, right? come on. But I thought Reba was fantastic, of course. You know, Miss Oklahoma right there, who signed for a new sitcom, by the way. It hasn't started yet, or yeah, they may still that. just being in production. But anyway, signed for a new sitcom. God bless her. So she was really good. Rebecca. the old one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Reba, of course, was a great show. But Gretchen was in tears at the open, and I get it. Because, I mean, it's Sinatra, and then it's all the stuff they put into it to try to do that. And then being there in the sphere and the orchestra out front, is pretty doggone cool, I'll tell you that. And then Woody texted and said, favorite commercial? It was the Eagles and the Seahawks flying around. He said, I have no idea who it was for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: that, that was very interesting.
1: All right, what was it for?
2: I, I No, I don't know what it was for. <laughs> yeah, that was very interesting. I just saw them... Like I was like bird
1: watching and seeing the Seahawks. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yep, uh, I can't tell you what it's for either, <laughs> honestly. And I hadn't thought of it until it didn't make that kind of impact on me until I, you know Woody had texted that I saw it right now. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't think about it. And then this text from Rachel. It says, "Okay, last text for the day." And don't you worry about it, Rachel. Rachel and Mark both texted and said, mm-hmm. "Okay, I'm sorry for this one." No, no, you text as often as you want. You want to text us a thousand times a day? We're good with it. I don't care. She said, okay, last text for the day. Yes, it made me want to go to Vegas. And mind you, I grew up going to Vegas because it was relatively close to Rancho Mirage. The Sinatra, pardon me, she says the Sinatra Open did it and Reba. She said used to go to the FM, uh, the NFR in December. As for the commercials, uh, felt like I turned on the TV to watch commercials and the game kept interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch the game. Mm. However, she said agreed Dunkin Donuts was amusing. Absolutely, mm. it was more I thought it was more than amusing. It was fun to see people take themselves not so seriously. Yeah. Because sometimes we, you know, people in the entertainment realm can suddenly believe they're actually relevant. You're not. Mm-hmm. You may make a lot of money and people may adore you, which I still don't understand. I think it's great <laughs> when you're good. That's fine. You don't make a difference in my life and I'm not going to pay attention to your political opinions, <laughs> yeah. whether they agree with me or not. However, saying all that, they can be entertaining. And in this case, you saw Affleck and Matt Damon take themselves very not seriously. Oh, yeah. Or they wouldn't have been in it. And the same for Jayla, which she had to really have a good time mm-hmm. doing. And then having Brady in there, Come on. Brady's going to own you the world. You can stay. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> He's going to own the world. He's going to be a fantastic broadcaster. Yeah. I heard him break down a lot of things. Um, by the way, Lynn from Ike's Chili texted right there and said the Eagles commercial was uh, for a real estate type app. Commercial for a real estate type app. All right. Anyway, um, so I, I thought that really it was fun. Uh, and, and again, I think re- I think Vegas won. And she and, and yeah. Ra- Rachel agrees with me. Yeah, it made you want to go back. It made me want to go back. Absolutely. I haven't been in a long time, and it's one of those places that I want to go for about two, three days and then get the heck out. <laughs> you know, don't want to stay very long. And the prices have gotten to the point, you know, for a show. Because that's, I mean, I'd want to go just to see the lights. I'm not going to go gamble. I, yeah. It's not me. I, but I want to go just to see the lights, go to a couple of shows, you know, have a nice dinner. Uh, and my wife will run around and play penny slots if they still have those, and I'll follow her around doing that. I'm I'm basically her bucket carrier for anything she wins, <laughs> and then when they come around for the quote unquote free drinks, which they're not, uh, mm. then I'm I'm sometimes the guy who carries that stuff around. But yeah, that's all. That's that's wow. my role. <laughs> I used to sit down at blackjack tables when there was still a two to a five dollar limit, Ooh. and have some real fun. I played for many hours at times out there and had and had real fun. But I think probably table limits now are probably 10. And I'm sorry, I, I have a hard time tossing back down 100 bucks, knowing all I have to do is lose 10 hands because that's real easy to do. <laughs> and <Yeah>. suddenly, <laughs> even if you think you're good at it, you're out. So i just follow myself, follow her around, but I'd love to go again. I really wouldn't. Thank you, Rachel, for that text, and you text as many times as you like. All right, so Blitz1170, Bryce Sulse along with Rick Corey, and I told you that, that I had a bunch of other things to get to, and I do. Uh, I, we, I have to just ask, how much did you see about the Wasted Management Open over the weekend? I saw a little bit of it. I probably saw more
2: uh, of the problems, the, the issues surrounding it. Um, fans yelling at uh, who? Who was it that they were yelling at? Um,
1: well, it, they yelled at almost Zach, everybody there at sixteen. Zach, Zach
2: Johnson about yeah. Zach Johnson was trying to uh, calm them down, and they didn't. They weren't going for it.
1: Yeah, he wasn't the only one. There were multiple yeah. players who were trying to calm people down, and he just happened to be a guy who walked over and said, come on, you know, we're trying to play here. Mm -hmm. And he turned around and people were yelling baby at him and somebody threw a pacifier at somebody. But if you watched what happened there, I mean, one woman got seriously hurt because she fell off a platform. She had to be Mm -hmm. taken to the hospital by ambulance. They had to shut down alcohol sales and entry into the tournament because too many people. I saw a reporter who had said that she had gone out every day to cover what's happening in the tournament, then over on 16, because if you don't know at the, at the Waste Management Open, they just allow alcohol sales right there on 16, uh, and people just go there just specifically to drink and get wild. And there was the idiot who ran out there and then did the flip and the you know, the snow angels in the bunker. Mm-hmm. And then there was the idiot fat dude who slid down the hill, lost most of his pants, and then, and then as he yeah. tried to get up at the bottom, which he kind of got up, people dumped beer all over him. There was the guy sitting on the stool just peeing his pants, mm. dropping onto the floor, sitting on the stool. Or how many videos did she have people who were staggering having a hard time staying upright? Lots. Oh, gosh. Lots of those. Well, then there was, the, there was you know, and I can't remember which golfer it was, but he they, they hit their shots and he's walking away. And he's yelling at people, come on, man. This is our <clears throat> job. Yeah. Now, I've said before, and I completely, completely believe this. I don't believe golf should be a silent sport. I understand. I understand it's a gentleman's game. It's a gentle person's game because it's not just for guys. Uh, I understand all that. I understand it's got decorum in their clubhouses and their people. I, I get all that. And there's history to this. Yeah. But if you can scream at somebody with a 90 mile an hour fa- fastball whizzing at their head. If you can scream at a guy going across the middle trying to catch a first down ball with a 250 pound linebacker trying to kill him, why can't you scream at a guy who's trying to hit a little white ball that's not moving? Mm. I mean, it, I, I I get it. That I understand why golf is like it is. And if you're a golf purist, you hate me right now, and that's okay. But it's just my opinion. It shouldn't be a silent game. But it shouldn't be like that. You want to make you want to yell and scream during a guy's backswing. I really don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I have a problem with the way it was done there. And I, it's just such a microcosm of unfortunate events. You give people an inch and they want a mile. And that's what happened. You,
2: ah. Well, because the 16th of the waste management used to be, yeah, just outside of that normal mm-hmm. golf etiquette, yeah, right? right? I mean, it's you basically have this little arena if you will on that hole that people like to get a little bit crazy you know it's a little more hyped up it was the one live golf thing about the pga it seemed like Um, yeah
1: it was and it was but
2: it was but but it was still controlled you know that's the thing it was still policed in a way and once again you know you have this moment where that we've seen in football and basketball where those lines are being crossed in terms of fans getting involved in the game did you see the numbers of, of the amount of alcohol they sold I didn't see any specific, number, specific oh, numbers.
1: I saw one one that said, and I don't know if it's correct. I saw one that said that they sold 700,000 beers on a day. A day. Now, yeah. I don't know. That doesn't sound like it could possibly be right. Yeah. It doesn't. But remember, the people there, They're it's so not really just so one person, one beer, any of those kinds of things. So I don't know that that could possibly be right. But some of the numbers I saw were, as, as I saw this tweet, That's LSU tailgate stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it literally was. And when you have to cut off alcohol sales and then not even let people in, that's not the way that should go. And I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people on the radio today going, that's the greatest thing I ever saw. Man, they should do all tournaments that way. Mm. Sorry. Call me old. I completely disagree. All right, we come back, I've got the notes I was talking about, including one for college football, that if it doesn't make you laugh, then you have no soul. <laughs> Sorry. That's simple. We'll get to it next right here on the Blitz 1170.
0: The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 k hd 2 From the Oklahoma sports desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170. It's streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.
2: The Oklahoma Sooners will be in Waco tomorrow night to face the 13th ranked Baylor Bears and Oklahoma State won't be in action again until they host 21st ranked BYU in Stillwater on Saturday. Both OU and OSU are coming off their Bedlam battle in which the Sooners won 66-62. Jalen Moore led the Sooners with 15 points, Javon Small led the Cowboys with 17 and both OU and OSU had successful softball weekends. The top-ranked Sooners edged out the 10th-ranked Washington Huskies 4-3 to in extra innings on Friday, then pummeled Long Beach State 11-3. to And the OSU Cowgirls had wins over LMU, Utah State, UC Riverside, then finished up on Sunday with a 9-1 to victory over 8th-ranked UCLA. That's the winner roll to Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holst the Bits 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.
0: This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We
1: do all the time. We've heard from a lot of you today, too, in our opti Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. Thank you very much for being on that today. That's Bryce Also in the next room. I am Rick Corey. I want to remind you, anytime the Oilers are home, even if you buy those inexpensive tickets, we'll do what we call the Oilers Upgrade. And that allows you or someone in those seats to come down and sit right by the ice. We'll call some seat numbers during the game and take them right down and set them by the ice it is the blitz upgrade and you hear it here because of the oilers and the blitz 1170 all right 857 a couple of notes here in college football Did did you see mike loxley the maryland head coach who sent a tweet, you know, after what happened in college football over the weekend, and it kind of started at the end of last week, and that's with Chip Kelly leaving UCLA as the head coach to go and be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State because the offensive coordinator at Ohio State left to go be the head coach at Boston College. Right. So someone said, you're telling me that the Boston College head coaching job is a better job than the UCLA head coaching job or you wouldn't be the UCLA offensive coordinator for Chip Kelly. Now, I'm surprised I didn't fire him after this year anyway, so he, he just did the right mm. thing and got out at the right time. Yeah. I saw a great tweet, too. He said, I know you can hire. It was picture of Pete Carroll. Yeah. Would that not be great? And I, you know, Pete's got the energy. Mm. That'd Again, be fun. I feel like Pete is a...
2: A good opportunity for somebody to bridge the gap right oh, i think for somebody a, you know having g- him get go a good
1: five years try and get us a championship just go for it and then having been at usc and having won titles there yeah, and then fighting and against the US UCLA, be there, oh yeah. and then put him in the big 10 with everybody oh I've, i would enjoy <laughs> the crud out of that one anyway all that happening mike loxley the maryland head coach said, you know, there's a reason guys are doing that. There's a reason guys are going to be leaving head coaching jobs to go be coordinators somewhere else. And I'm talking about in college football when they're going to, be like, the NFL, to be assistants. Mm. And he said because he had a third-string running back come to him and say, look, I either get 100K in NIL or I'm hitting the portal. A third-string running back. And he said it wasn't the first time. Uh. A third-string running back at Maryland. You're a basketball school. (laughs) You're barely a state. You're a sliver of land. If you're from Maryland, I'm sorry. And, by the way, (laughs) you have the ugliest uniforms in college football and the worst flag in America. Go go back to to the Terps in the helmet, man. Listen to this. As of six weeks ago, a few weeks ago, let's put it that way, UCLA's head coach is now going to call plays for Ohio State, who's going to have a center from Alabama snapping it to a quarterback from Kansas State who hands it to a running back from Ole Miss. College sports. And you're telling me that college football is okay? Look, I'm a fan and I'll watch forever. That tells you where we are in college football. Yeah. Bryce asked for NIL, okay. NIL money. We just gave him a t-shirt. Darn. That's going to do it for the Blitz 1170. Dan Patrick next, followed by, of course, Rich Eisen. you got to listen to the show with Pop and Colby. Oh, poor Pop. That's coming up this afternoon, 3 to 6, right here. Thanks for being with us on Monday here in the Blitz.